So, Brian, let's give the people what they want. Who are you? What do you do? And we'll dive in. All right. Brian Walter, um, I have got over 20 years software industry, software engineering industry. Used to got my start as a software developer a long time ago, um, back back in the day when we built desktop applications. Um, there you go. There a, lot you go. Of, a lot of that. So uh, cut my teeth on Microsoft technologies um, and a lot of backend technologies like database stuff. But uh, did that for about 10, 12, 13 years, something like that, um, as I was transitioning into leadership. Uh, within the software industry field still and have have remained there since then and various companies um, but kind of worked my way through from software engineering manager all the way up to my most recent position as vp of engineering um, it was with a company called voice startup company in the blockchain space uh, we were building a platform to sell um, nfts non-fungible tokens nice uh, for digital artists um, digital creators, buyers and sellers of, of, of that type of uh, artwork. So, I love uh, it. yeah, and that's that's how my career has progressed. So, Brian, what do you like to do in your free time, man? <laughs> free time? Well, I do. Crazy person. I'm yeah. Let me first say free time, uh, importance of family. That's very important to me. Absolutely. Good answer. Is your wife in the room? Blink once. I'm just kidding. Uh, she'll be listening. Yes. Um, but, uh, I do spend a lot of time doing triathlons. Um, that's a passion that I have outside of work. Uh, I am doing a full Ironman this weekend in Florida, this weekend coming up. Uh, it'll be my first foray into that distance, but awesome. so I do spend a lot of time on the bike. I spent a lot, I was in the pool this morning. Um, and I put miles on the road running as well. I love it, dude. It's something that's that I'm awesome. passionate about and it's something that has, has really been foundational to to who I am. I actually started out more of a running career uh, yeah. through, from college uh, and into my uh, earlier years doing that. But it it's really guided me as far as the the discipline it takes, the goal setting, the achievement type mentality. Um, and it started with just being a software engineer. But now yeah. leadership, I draw on those analogies. I draw on that experience all the time. Well, let's, well, let's talk about it. Right. Because again, I, again, I, I've, I'm trying to, I'm not pivoting the podcast by any means, but I, I want to get on more of a personal side. Um, I, I mean, we've talked about interviewing, we talked about hiring and I know a lot of people probably think I'm a broken record, but what, what um, things have you learned from doing triathlons that, that you've applied to your professional life? Absolutely. Um, I, I've learned, you know, it, you have to understand where you're going. You know, you can go out and run every day or go out and just do ec just exercise. And that's great. Absolutely. But as you're wanting to, to set goals, you need to kind of come up with a plan and, and pivot that plan with minor pivots from day to day if needed. Yeah. You know, maybe one day I'm just too tired uh, and it's, you know, not going to be beneficial to, to, slog through a, a workout and I need rest. Same thing yeah. applies with, with work. You know, your team can get overly stressed and you need to understand and be able to, to recognize that. But also you have to set milestones to reach goals. And that's so important. And it does take hard work. It does take focus and dedication and discipline and all that. 
and living yeah. that whole life, that packaged life of, of those things together. That's what I think I've learned the most about it uh, throughout my career. Let's talk, uh, Alex time chimes in. Um, there's definitely an overlap between endurance training and engineering leadership. It's awesome to hear from our leaders that appreciate that. Um, so Brian, talk about rest for a second, right? So this mm -hmm. is a topic that I'm personally trying to talk more about. Of course, I've talked a lot about it. Everyone's like, Taylor, are you okay? And to be honest with you, like I'm burning at both ends too. So like I'm trying to understand slowing down and rest. And I feel like it's really hard, especially in today's culture. And Brian, I'm sure if you're training for a triathlon, you're like, I, no days off. Yeah. Right. I'm sure like the mentality is like, I, I got to, I mean, you, you, you basically run the distance of the earth at these things, right? <laughs> so you're like, I can't take it down. So talk about the importance of slowing down, not only in training, but also as you've scaled engineering teams successfully throughout your career. Sure. Absolutely. That's a, that's a great question to ask because you get in this mentality of, I have to keep going. I have to keep going. There's somebody else that is out there working out. Yeah, Colin, Colin Lord's out here going to beat Absolutely. you, right? So. Um, one, of the, one of the most important, I guess, beneficial tools that I have come across recently, and recently was the last year's, is this aura ring that I wear. And it helps me monitor my sleep. And yeah, you know, the, the wearables, the technology that exists today are so uh, good for giving you metrics on how you're doing. Because recovery is so important, you know, if you use the analogy of weightlifting, you have to stress yourself, but you also have to recover. And I use yep. a simple, um, a simple equation that I talk to my teams all the time: stress plus rest equals growth. Stress plus Ooh, rest. Ooh, I love growth. that. Stress plus rest. You know, like and you have to have both of them, uh, and that is the rest part is the hard part to maintain, but when when you understand a, you have a teammate that's stressed out, you have to be able to take time, you know, take the afternoon off, take a, an hour to take a nap or whatever you need to do, because I want you to be high performant when it's time to be high performant. And, um, and having those conversations with your team members to be able to understand that engage where they are is so important, you know? So from that standpoint, I act more as a coach, as opposed to no. a manager and and it's being able to ask those questions how are you doing or pick up on those cues that oh you're stressed out you need to take some some time here to, to regroup and come back fresh so that tomorrow you are you are ready to go at your peak performance well and yeah and i want to give a shout out to uh tasia um my my ceo and co-founder um of, of gun io he told me he he picked up and we talked about this in my interview um when i landed with them he's like you know where are you at mentally are you ready to sprint because we because so tasia does a lot of like jujitsu stuff but he also is kind of interested in kind of this endurance marathon type stuff and we talk about fitness all the time at work and talk about this rest and he told me he goes like i sense you stressing a lot and doing a lot he goes sometimes taylor i want to give you the opportunity to just work out in the afternoon and like take an hour or two off and for me, that's foreign. Like for me, I came from a very sales heavy background as a typical recruiting agency. So the thought of trying to like take a break absolutely terrifies me. What would you tell me or others who are terrified to maybe fall behind in taking a break? I'll go back to that simple equation. You know, you have to be able to, to be ready when it's time to be ready. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, 
we live in this world now where we've kind of departed from the traditional eight to six or, you know. Yeah. It's yeah, definitely not like clock in clock out. Yeah. And, and if, you know, if a, a long walk during lunch or some kind of workout during lunch is something that refreshes you, that's important or a yep. coffee break, 15 minute coffee break. Those are the important things to be able to step away. And again, it's, it's, it goes against the grain of what we typically think of if I step away or if I rest, somebody else is going to get a leg up on me. And yeah. that's, that's not the case. It's I'm going to rest for a little bit of time so that I can then quickly get back to, yeah. to more of a peak performance scenario. Um, uh, real quick, I want to answer two questions here and then I want to talk about the importance. What is it called? Like the bilateral movement to help your brain. That's why they tell you to walk and stuff. I, I want to hit that in a second, but, um, uh, Riley comes in here, goes favorite book slash resource that contributed to your success as an engineering manager to VP of engineering. Um, I would say favorite book for me has been, uh, a book called drive by Daniel Pink. Um, really? Okay. That's in in that book, he talks a lot about uh, engaging or making sure that your team or making sure you are engaged. Yeah. Um, and, and and I use that as a resource a lot of times uh, because I like to just really um, measure the engagement from an individual perspective. You know, yeah. there are three things that he talks about that particularly it, that goes well with the engineering field that everybody really wants. Um Autonomy, mastery, and purpose. They yeah. want to have the latitude and the flexibility to kind of explore and grow as as they want to. Yeah. Um, uh, autonomy, mastery. They want to ha have the ability to master their craft. And in software mm -hmm. engineering, I do view it as a craft. You know, how do you how do you get better at what you do? And then purpose, doing things that you like to do that yeah. adding to adding value in the world. Um, and when you get that right with your teams um then you have an engaged employee you have a gauge engaged team member one that can reach that peak performance much better so i love that that's something else i there's also uh an author that i follow um and his name is slipping me a, a little bit but he comes from a running background he was a coach um in fact, uh, see, see if you have the book in there, <laughs> Magnus, Magnus, and he's written some books and he uses a lot of running analogies. Um, okay. He has a book called Peak Performance. Uh, I'm reading one now called Do Hard Things. I love like, that. Yeah. So it's those those types of things are inspirational to me. You know how other people have overcome, how other people have gotten to peak performance in life. You know, yeah. um, so that's absolutely. awesome. Yep. Sean, Sean has a good question here. Brian, I saw your LinkedIn profile that at times you've gone from VP to director level to engineering manager. I'm relatively new to the management side of engineering teams, but due to the size of my company, my title far outweighs my experience. How do you make yourself an ideal candidate and communicate your experience without turning off potential employers for thinking you're over-experienced? Yeah, that's a good question too. Um, so I, I, that's one where you you need to look at the company, what the company's doing, the size of the company, and your experience, what you, what you, how that relates to the job that you're applying for. Um, but yes, I have come from 
I'll say higher level positions to what are seemingly lower level positions. And the other thing I've I've found out throughout my career is different companies will saw, will call the same position a different have a different title. Yeah, titles are all jacked up. And they are. And and so it's what you bring to the table that that the company that you're looking for, whether you're in the company or not already, but it's what you bring, you know, in your level of experience your level of leadership, your level of vision outside yeah. of your own team and all that. Um, and so, and yeah, I can remember somebody asking me one time in an interview, you know, you're applying for a job or you're interviewing for a job that's a step back in your career. And it, yeah. I didn't view it that way. And that's how I answered that question. Talk, talk, talk about that for a second, right? Talk yeah. about maybe taking a step back. I feel like a lot of people are always like, I got to get the next title. I got to get the next raise. And it's like, I mean, like technically, technically, I took like 16 steps backwards from a title perspective where I'm at now, but I don't really care because that's just me. But talk about the trying the mentality of it. And, and again, I'm sure it's the long game, right? If we're bringing back a triathlon and looking three months down the road where you want to be. So, so talk about maybe taking a step back in your career and that it's okay. It, it is okay because, again, it's what what you want to accomplish and what you feel like you're good at. And Titles can be, I mean, you can go find a VP of engineering position that's really a senior software engineer. Uh, yeah, that, right. That's, yeah, that's a whole other conversation yeah. too. Um, but once you once you gain a level, a title, whether it's VP, whether it's senior director, whatever, um, it's what you want to do and what you're good at and how effective you can be. And, uh, you know, taking a step back I'll say is not really, it's in the eyes of the beholder. Um, if you're comfortable with that from a title perspective, then you absolutely need to do that because you, you want to be engaged as well. You know, you want to be challenged yeah. in the work that you do. You want to um, have the right skills, but you want to grow. And for me, I also want to help other people grow. And as long as I'm doing that, um, I title doesn't mean as much to me. It's more about, um, coming to work every day and preparing that atmosphere for other people to, to thrive and, and do well in their own careers. Yeah. And Sean, so, so I mean, and I know Sean, well, I mean, Sean, what I would tell you is as well as I would have multiple different types of resumes. Yeah. Right. So if you're interview, if you submit just for a senior dev role, I'd honestly strip your, uh, uh your title and just call it a senior dev. Right. Um, I'm, and this may be a hot take. I'm a big fan of changing your title to, I'm not saying change your title to something that's not true. Right. I'm, I'm saying change your title to, to what it is as it relates to the role you're submitting to. Right. So if you're submitting to a senior dev role, Sean, you are a senior dev, you're a senior dev, you're very hands-on, you're very hands-on CTO, right? There's nothing wrong with you changing the title and then maybe having some bullet points with some leadership skills in it. Right. Because you're right. A lot of HR, a lot of ATSs uh, can get scared away pretty quickly. So you got to you got to change your title as it relates. Um, because, again, like for me, to put it in perspective, when I was at Baco, my last company, I had a managing director title. Right. That's how we, we did the whole associate. We did like the legal slash accounting titles is what I call it. Right. So I was a managing director. 
uh, I had so many developers not work with me when I got that managing director title because they thought I was out of like recruiting. So I demoted myself to try to like make sure people knew that I wasn't out of recruiting. And that's just me. But again, it's that wherewithal to make sure it's all marketing and branding, right? It's how are you marketing yourself during the job search? So um, another one to uh, Greg, former, former guest on the show as well. Greg, it's good to see you, buddy. Uh, what's your strategy for staying relevant as it relates to technology? So you can talk to talk while at the same time improving as a manager. If you don't code in your daily work, how are you keeping up with your team respects, your opinions and thoughts? Um, another great question because I've, I've been out of coding on a daily basis for a long time and, um, being able to have relevant and meaningful conversations with your team. Cause I, you know, still have conversations with architects and have conversations with folks that are coding on a daily basis. Um, I don't pretend to know more than they do, um, right. but I but I also have to understand the tech speak enough. And so staying relevant is either, you know, in the technology field you're in. You know, I've been in blockchain, blockchain space for a while and understanding what the what the landscape looks like and why it's important. Uh, there was a learning curve when I first entered that. And I came into a space that I felt very insecure on my knowledge of the space. So I, I sure I had to spend some time really understanding that and how it fits into an overall application build and, and, and all that. But, um, you know, I've, I'll say gotten by, but it's more than getting by right. it's effective. Uh, without having to write a line of code, how do you how do you study up, man? Do you have any specific um, uh, do you have any specific resources like my go to? I always give a shout out to the pragmatic engineer. Mm -hmm. um, that his name's uh, Gergay or Gurgley. I always butcher his name, uh, but he writes an amazing newsletter that like he go he dives into hiring and tech to layoffs to like how to migrate off of the cloud. I mean, he gets pretty technical. So that's my resource. Do you have any like favorite resources you want to give a shout out um, to? I do have, I do follow pragmatic engineer as well. Um, yeah, he's good. I just try to keep my finger on the pulse of tech, you know, and as it relates to, to my job or things that I'm interested in, you know, absolutely today's world is so much about AI and ML Yeah, and trying to stay relevant there without in engulfing yourself in that and distracting from your main goals um and your main mission of, of your day, -day yeah. operations so um i can't point to one specific but just trying to stay abreast of, of yeah. a lot of things is, is really my strategy there 100 percent. um so i you know obviously as we kind of round out our time here next 10 minutes or so time flies when you're having friends with new friends Fun with new friends. Um, so you're on the job search right now, yep. right? So anybody looking for a VP of engineering, hi, Brian. Brian, what what have you seen in the job search? What's, what's working well for you? Maybe what's some pitfalls you've done that you maybe want to share with others so they don't make the same mistake? What what do you – just, just, just kind of chop it up real quick about your job search. Sure. Absolutely the best thing that you can do is network. Absolutely. Um, and, yeah, you have to reach out. You have to – because – you know, the, the, the number one pitfall is thinking that you can just go on LinkedIn or any of these job boards and by sheer number of applications that you're going to get a job. That's the number one pitfall. 
um, and just submitting your resume, submitting applications over and over. That's that's the definition of insanity, doing the same mm -hmm. thing over and over and expecting a different result. And that's where I started uh, kind of that mentality, because you can spend all day reading job descriptions on LinkedIn and submit a couple applications or resumes and not get anywhere. It's yeah. when you start networking. It's when you start reaching out and start expanding your own network and uh, just getting opportunities because you know somebody or you were introduced to somebody that knows your knows who you are. And then you make a connection that way. And what does reaching out look like to you, man? Cause, cause I think, I think people are just so terrified to reach out to like random people online and they don't know what to say. And, they just feel awkward. Like what do your reach outs look like um, right now? They come in different forms. You know, some, sometimes it's just cold calling, you know, and those are the hardest yeah. ones. Yeah. Um, hey, <laughs> I found this person on LinkedIn that works for a company that I would love to work for. And, and just reaching out through a LinkedIn message. And, yeah. And, you know, like any kind of cold calling situation, that's not as effective. The more effective way is to go through somebody else and say, hey, can you provide me an introduction? Yeah. And yeah. Let's have a virtual huge. Or just I want to find, you know, and and not necessarily throwing it right into the I want a job with your company. It's taking the approach of I want to learn more about what you do and what your career path has looked like to this yeah. point. And not just not just targeting companies or people in companies that you want to work for, but maybe tangentially and, and getting to know folks, because then it's like, hey, I I don't we're not hiring, but I know this other company and yeah. relationship. I will recommend you. What's your you know, so I, I my joke is now that I was a recruiter talking about the job search, but I'd never been on the job search. Mm -hmm. Right. And so one of the things I was saying was before I was on the job searches, the job search is a eight hour thing. You got to go after all day. And I, and I, it burned me out. Right. It when does. I started the job search, what's your cadence, man? Cause again, I, I like to be pretty practical here. Like, you know, what, what do your mornings look like? What do your afternoons look like? Do you have any like standard that you try to hold yourself to? Like, can you give me any nuts and bolts from that perspective? Um, sure. So uh, during, well, during any, time of my life i still prioritize exercise I yes think that's huge get out touch grass yeah. absolutely and so i typically get up in the morning and, and exercise first um and then have some personal time before i start my day uh eat breakfast with my family and then and then now that i'm unemployed and my my job is finding a job i still keep, try to keep a fairly structured work day yeah. and spend time in the morning, take a break for lunch, maybe do another quick workout or something like that, lunch with my wife or somebody, something like that, and then still have the afternoon where I'm very, you know, have goals. Maybe it's a, a resume that I want to tailor for a specific job I'm applying for, followed up by making sure that I reach out to specific people in the company and try to make connections that way. Um, but also reaching out to other people and some locally, some that I can maybe connect with them through a virtual coffee or something like yeah. that. Yeah. But those things are important to to not again, not just get in this mode of I gotta apply, I gotta apply, I gotta apply. Yeah. Because it happens. Yeah. Um 
Yeah, game. that's that's one thing that worked for me. It was sprints, right? So yeah. like, you know, get to my computer by eight, go from eight to 11, take a two hour break, eat lunch for an hour or whatever, and then work out for an hour and then come back and then two to five round it out, right? So it was really like six hours, kind of like three hour segments is what worked for me. But then also being intentional on what days you interview too. I don't know if you have, I mean, I'm sure you probably like just take them as they go, but also making sure you don't schedule all interviews on one day. I did that one time. I had four interviews in a day. That was a terrible, terrible plan. Absolutely. And, you know, I, the days that I have interviews, I do have specific time cut, you know, carved out to prepare for them, you know, yeah. and that's important to know the company that you're interviewing for and take everyone as seriously as possible. Even if it's that's, maybe not one that, that that you're super excited about, you still take it seriously and you, you go through the motions and you do your due diligence of being prepared because that goes such a long way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, all right. So we obviously didn't get to the interviewing side of things, but I do want to touch on it really quickly because sure. I know there's some engineering leaders on here, mm -hmm. um, you know, Greg and Sean, uh, to name a few. What what's your advice for hiring? What do you look for? Um, what do you yeah, just get, maybe some intangibles that you look for when you interview? Um I the main thing I look for is as a leader is team fit. And, sure. you know, it's because how I've conducted the interview process when I'm hiring for my team, I don't, I don't do the technology assessment. That's right. important. Right. You know, you have to be, you have to have some level of knowledge there and expertise. Um, but I dig so much into the behavioral side of things and asking those questions and really trying to get at, is this person going to be a good fit? Is it going to improve our team or is it going to be somebody that would potentially take away from the team? And it's so much about how well I think they're going to fit. Um, and it's not looking, there's no, you know, perfect prototype yeah. that I'm looking for, <laughs> but it's, you know, it's communication. It's understanding what it takes to win. It's yeah. uh, how do you work well with others? That's what I look for the most, you know. Um, so, sec uh, so for me, the technology is secondary. They still have to pass that part of it, right? So that's what I was. That's what I was going to get. Like, like, like. Would you say what? Sixty percent interpersonal, forty percent tech. Like, if you would have to like weight it, I would. I would even go a little bit farther because I can teach somebody that's knowledgeable enough on on the technology side. Um, I'm more. I'm more. Personally, I care more about building the team culture and nurturing yeah. that with the right yeah. people. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the right people comes with diversity. It comes with years of experience. 100%. On both ends of the spectrum yeah. there. And because, you know, I, I do like young people that are new into, the, into their careers and early on in the, you know, early stages of the careers because there's a little bit of a different vigor and hunger there. Yeah, but, but also having the seasoned folks that know and can teach, and it goes both ways, you know. There, so absolutely, yeah. Somebody said absolutely. people first. Absolutely. Yeah, know. yeah. I love that. I love that. All right. So last three questions, and again, Brian, thank you for hanging out. Please go connect with Brian. Um, and, and again, if you're looking for a talented leader, hit mm -hmm. up Brian. Um, Brian, three questions for you. And I know we talked about. I, I, I'm going to throw a curveball outside of triathloning. What do you like to do 
for fun outside of work? Uh, practically any anything, hobbies. Anything outdoors. I love to fish. Any I love outdoors. To hike. Yeah, that's that's a very Blacksburg, Virginia answer. It is. It is. And that's one of the reasons I'm in Blacksburg, Virginia. We've got the Blue Ridge Mountains. And you got everything River. to do up there. Yeah. Um, Maybe not much of a football team right now, but I do. I do enjoy my hockey football yeah. uh, and we're on a little bit of a roll a little bit. A little so. bit. Nice. Well, I, I'm involved in South Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. I'm involved a, a bit on the alumni perspective with. Nice athletes at Virginia Tech. Oh, and, that's awesome. And really try to bring that back together, you know, reunions and things like that. Um, oh, that's cool. For former, that's cool. Former athletes. And so that takes up time too, but um, thoroughly that's awesome. enjoyed that. That's awesome. Uh, second thing, what tools, technologies, trends are you reading about, researching about, interested in, or in like just keeping an eye on? Just general tech stuff right now. Yeah. Anything interesting. Like I mentioned before, AI, ML, you know, yeah. that's, that is certainly the, the biggest buzzword, if that's a word, you know, today, <laughs> you know, because I, all companies are sent, are wanting something. Yeah. They feel like they're behind if they don't. So just right. trying to keep my finger on the pulse of that is, is really the biggest thing that I look for. Is there any tools that you're pretty hyped about right now? or I'm still not as knowledgeable that, as I feel like I need to be. So Sure, sure. Um, you know, just you're, you're a great engineering leader, man. You're always like, I don't know. I'm just not about nozzles. I need to be. You give very, <laughs> you give very good answers for a senior engineering leader. The key to that is, is not necessarily knowing everything, but it's knowing who to ask that, and who that, to bring into the conversation. A hundred percent. Yep. Uh, last question as we wrap up here again, thanks y'all for tuning in to the first guidance counselor 2.0 from the last two weeks. Appreciate it. Um, also too, by the way, if you've commented and I haven't thrown your comment up, I don't think I'm getting all of them because I'm as I'm doing this live, I'm getting emails too of people commenting. Like my boy Sal commented, and like I'm not seeing it in the comment box. So if you've commented and I haven't thrown up your comment, uh, it's probably maybe because I'm not seeing it, which kind of stinks. Um, just a sidebar. Uh, last question. This show is called Guidance Counselor 2.0 because we had guidance counselors in middle school, high school, and college, but now as adults, we don't really have a guidance counselor to turn to to ask general career advice. So what would be your biggest piece of career advice to young Brian? Um, Ooh, never, I have not thought about that, but, um, probably it would have to be around just trying to stay as relevant as I can yeah. in, in my career. Um, exploring more things outside of the technologies that, that I'm currently working on from a work perspective. Yeah. Um, but also focusing on what's the next step or what's the next three steps that I want to get to. So yeah. more of a, a future looking um, approach perspective. Yeah. And a, an approach to that because it's kind of where we started is having goals. Then you put milestones in place and really understanding that, you know, in order to reach that, you have to gain along the way and you yeah. can't get it overnight. And it, it is a bit of a long game. So, so just keeping that in mind, that's, that's probably what I would tell myself. I um, love that. And it's also, it's a hard world, you know, um, there's always another engineer. If that's what you're good at, there's always another engineer that can replace you. Um, there's somebody else out there. Um, it's the, the things that are going to differentiate you are, and the value that you bring are those intangibles to yeah. uh, being a great team member 
being um, being somebody that other people want to work with. And yeah. That's what makes a winning team and makes a winning teammate. Yep. Absolutely. I love that. All right, y'all. Well, thanks again for hanging out with us today. Brian, stay on real quick so I can say bye to you backstage. Um, but again, go connect with Brian. Go connect with people on the chat. Like I said, I've had people find jobs on this chat, mentor, mentees, apprenticeships. So definitely go do that. Um, but again, thank y'all for hanging out. Tomorrow, we have a busy week for Guidance Counselor 2.0. Tomorrow, we have Jermaine Murray. The Job Father is his nickname. So he's committed to placing 500 uh, black people into tech. And he's very close to doing that in the last year. So really excited to hang out with him tomorrow. He's, he's a incredible recruiter out of Toronto. So you won't want to miss that. But y'all have a great one. Brian, thank you again for hanging out with you, buddy. And we'll see you Absolutely. all tomorrow. Peace. Hey, you did it. You listened to an entire episode. And I am very grateful because you know why? There's a lot of podcasts out there. There's a lot of episodes. And I myself rarely finish an entire episode. So I appreciate you so, so much for listening. Quick reminder, please rate and review this podcast in the App Store. I want this to be discoverable to others. And the only way that happens is if you take the time right now and rate and review it. Please, like right now. Unless you're driving, then don't do it. So thank you again. If you need to reach out to me at TDeston on all social media handles. And I hope you have a fantastic day.